Welcome to TA1, everything you want to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, the legendary Randy Erickson, um, talking to you from an historic event. This is our first ever on the trail podcast. Charles Corral would be proud of me. So I am on the Tahoe Rim Trail near um, Big Meadow. I'm walking up the trail a ways to meet up with Paulette to walk her down to the aid station. Then our friend uh, Mike Chastain from Barking Frogs is going to run through the night with her and uh, we'll keep going from there. So I'm climbing so that's why I sound like I'm working hard because I kind of am. So today's guest needs no introduction because it's me. Um, I've had several, assuming that two is several, people ask me, wanted to know a little bit about my background. So I thought this would be a good chance to do that since uh, I don't have anybody else to talk to. <laughs> don't worry, got some good ones coming up. So suffer through this one, probably won't be that long and um, you know we'll get back to our regularly scheduled listening. So um, you know the drill, I guess I haven't said this for a few weeks but if you go to iTunes and leave us a review it would be cool. Um, and if you like the podcast, want to support it, we can, uh, let's see, you could hire me to come shoot a race, you could hire me to come shoot your team, or you could send a donation to PayPal, 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 Freudian slip, so, um, go fast and take chances. So my guess is that this might be a little more linear than some of the podcasts, but I wouldn't count on it. So I started bike race. Oh wait, 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 wait! Can't do that. I was born the only white child to a black sharecropping couple, or not. Anyway, I started bike racing in 1981. Um, friend of mine, all right, let's get bikes, let's go to Europe, cool. Well, then I went down and saw the Coors Classic and thought, that looks like fun. Then, the problem was, you know, as these things go, um, I was pretty good from the start. I was second in the first race I ever did. I think the next race, I had one, it was a hill climb more or less, 
but uh, I destroyed a rear wheel. So, but I had, um, yeah, a lot of early success on the bike. Um, you know how that goes. Feeds the uh, feeds on yourself. So um, that was an '81. I think that first year then I started running a little bit in the winter time, and then that led to triathlon. And for a while I was pretty good at that because I could swim without drowning, get out, blow by everybody on the bike, get a big lead, and you know, I could run a 34 minute 10K for the sprint, so. Um, yeah, eventually people got to really training and then I wasn't so good. But um, I think it was like the second Ironman I did in Minnesota. I realized that I was really a lot better on the bike than anything else. And started concentrating on that a little bit more. Um, first long race I did was called the Arizona 350. It was a road race. Started in Phoenix. Big, big, uh, oops, got a runner. I'll be back. So I had to stop to take some pictures. Um, 350 mile road race, you know, through northern Arizona. Um, I finished six. Uh, see if any of you know who these people are. Lon Haldeman, Pete Seacrest, no, Pete Pensiers, Jim Pensiers, Mike Seacrest, and John Marino. So, if you don't know, they all uh, won the race across America at various times, and they were the five guys that finished in front of me. So, that, Hmm. Maybe I'm pretty good at this. Except then I went to a Race Across America qualifier and found out that I wasn't I wasn't very good after 30 hours uh, mentally. I you know, Race Across America was not my race. So um, that was I have no idea what year. But it was the first year they had it was called core states back in those days the uh, professional road championships in philadelphia so i got a pro license and went to that because you know conventional wisdom at the time was you know pro road races start slow for the first hundred miles and then go fast and I, I can do that i won't do very well but i can do that well, history has gone on to show that the one race that isn't like that is always Philly. It's always uh, get-go hard from the start. So um, it is uh, where one of my cooler moments in cycling came from. Um, I was off the front on a TV time attack, and Phil Liggett mentioned my name. So. And I have the uh, clip of it on YouTube, which I will post a link to. So I did that for a few years. 
you know, I'd race one or two pro races a year. Um, it was fun. Met some cool people, but, uh, you know, it, it, was, it is what it is. Um, oh, I did race against Lance once, if you're wondering. And he beat me, but, you know, under normal circumstances, I probably would have had him. But uh, it was at Core State Series, he won the million dollars. Um, so, um, let's see. So I did that. Now, I will tell you. Okay, yeah, we're going to jump around. This is this is old school. The only other person that understands this, I think, is Tim Rangich at Acme Bicycles. Um, wool jerseys, wool shorts for riding. They sucked. And my first pair of cycling shoes, my CD cycling shoes, you literally had to nail the cleats onto the wooden sole. So that's how old I am. And also in that period of time was when the Aerolite pedals came out, if any of you remember those. It was basically a round piece of plastic on a spindle and this big C-clip that you clipped into. So it, uh, they're fine if you got them perfect, otherwise you're gonna... Oh, I gotta stop here because this is really cool. This is Big Meadow. Um, and it's a big meadow. So we will, uh, I'll be back in a few minutes. So, back to the podcast. It's about um, five hours later. We, I did some, tried to do some time lapse, did some shooting, found Paulette on the trail. Actually, no, I didn't. I was trying to talk to, we have a uh, gal that Paulette knows that lives here. She's going to be coming in and help crank, so I deal with that, but... She's back on the trail with uh, Mike Chastain from Barking Frogs. Thanks, Mike. They were moving out fast. I am currently sitting in some grocery store parking lot uploading videos. Um, it's been harder to find a place to upload videos in South Lake Tahoe than it was in Riverton, Wyoming. So I think we were talking about cycling and where I was at. Um, so we did a lot of racing. I actually met Paulette at a bike race in Wyoming. Uh, the Sheridan Sheridan Classic. Anyway, that's where we met. And then a year later we were back for the same race. And I wrote my proposal on the road at the time trial. So make sure she'd see it. And uh, to her, most of the time, enjoyment, but not always, she said yes. Um, when we, then we moved to Sioux Falls in 90, and it was a great riding scene. Um, kind of went away in a few years, but um, we rode for a team in Minnesota, so we did a lot of mountain biking in Minnesota, enough to, to even to today, well, Paulette had to climb a ski hill here at the Tahoe 200, and mentally she just hated it. We got so tired of riding on ski hills. So, um, hey, but you got to go where you got to go, right? Then in 2000, we moved back to Rapid City, back for me. She was in Gillette when we married, got married, so um, in the woods, and... I kind of had two years off 
uh, one year when I was building your house and then the next year uh, when I broke my knee. So when I got, <clears throat> got recovered from my knee, I decided that it was time to try a 24-hour mountain bike, which was, I'd always thought that it might be a good race for me. Um, so I had a good year of training in 02. Two, and we went to a 24-hour of adrenaline in Winter Park and finished 7th. So it was pretty cool. Um, that was also a world championship qualifier. So three weeks later we were on our way to Silver Star in Canada um, to do that race which ended up being pretty epic with this major wind, rain, hail, storm in the morning. Um, so yeah, it was a little, little intense, but I managed to win the uh, Old Farts division and was a Masters World Champion. Now, I tell that story so that you can know that we went back the next year to Whistler, and I did the, uh, uh, this is the race I'm going to go for this year, and um, trained for it all year, didn't do any other racing, and went up there crashed on the second lap two hours in kind of bummed up a wrist and uh, end up on the side of the road bawling because it wasn't happening that day and I think anybody that uh, does ultra events kind of understands how that is you know there's just some days when you know that it's not there and it ain't gonna happen and um, so that was that so up and in down. Um, I think actually probably after that there was a little, probably even a little depression because I didn't ride very much but started running a lot. Then did some uh, 50 milers. Did the Leadville Silverman, Silver Rush, which you do the 50 mile mountain bike race on Saturday and then you run it on, on Sunday. Um, kind of like that. It was, uh, I tell people you don't you can't go fast on the mountain bike because you got to race hard the next day and and then to run you say well I can't run hard because I did the mountain bike yesterday so um, but that was that which brings okay oh when I turned 50 I had a friend named friend Robbie Corner when he turned 50 he skied 50 ski areas in the in the U.S. and I, thought, I should do something like that so. I ended up racing, we call it 500 for 50, you know, five, everything from 5Ks up to, I did a 175 mile race, mountain bike race in Colorado, and that kind of um, was a lot that year, I think that was, that must have been 07, yeah, because I was born, born in a 7 year, I'm not saying which. So I was kind of not doing much, and then in 09, Primal Quest came to the Black Hills and Badlands, and uh, I remember when we met with uh, the group putting it together, my first thought is, I want to be part of putting this together, and Paulette says, oh, I want to be, I want to race this, so we both did. I was the trekking director 
And then in the last minute, I'd been doing some videos for the local team. And about two weeks before the race, um, Primal Quest lost. Apparently the BBC was going to film it, and they decided not to. So Don Mann said, you want to do it? I said, sure. So um, I shot that and spent six months maybe really learning how to edit and putting it together and doing the DVD and um, just finding the music it was it was pretty cool um, I think it was okay it was as I put it it was a uh, really kind of a nice home movie for everybody that was at Primal Quest if you weren't if you weren't part of the race it probably didn't do much for you so um, so that was in 09 Eight. Primal Quest was in 09. Um, since then I've been filming a lot of a lot of uh, adventure races. I went to Switzerland for Apex. I've uh, done Untamed New England for Grant Killian three times. Um, Expedition Idaho. Uh, AR World Championship in Costa Rica. And a couple of the Cowboy Cup races. And then the Tahoe race here which is it's a run, but it's sort of almost an adventure race. But uh, anyway, it's four days, and it's being kind of fun. So um, that's up to date. So let's see. If I was asking me questions, what would I ask myself? Um, best and worst six hours. <laughs> that's always my favorite. And like everybody else, I know the worst six hours. Um, we came out. We were living in Sioux Falls and came out to the Black Hills with some our team from Minnesota, and we were staying in the in Custer for training. And we went on a ride on the wildlife loop here, which is through the state park, and obviously a lot of wildlife. Well, it was a light rain when we left. And by the time we got anywhere, which was the Bluebell Lodge, there was about eight inches of snow on the ground. <laughs> so um, I'd actually had quite a bit of gear with me even at that time, so I wasn't doing too bad. But it was it was getting a little bit um, past fun. Um, so other than I kept thinking of when Andy Hampson won won the. Uh, Drew to tell you on the Gravia Pass, and, which um, so I kept calling, uh, thinking of Bob Roll, who was probably we'll get back, but um, I always liked Bob Roll. In fact, I've signed autographs for him. Uh, my friend Tally Chapman and I went racing in Mammoth Nationals, and that year Bob Roll was riding for Proflex, if you remember those bikes as was I, and um, he had a beard that year, and we were, you know, walking through Mammoth, and everyone was, Bob, Bob, so I signed autographs, to which Bob thought was pretty hilarious, um, so I told him the story about riding in the snow, and he appreciated that a lot, so, um, and it, that day turned out fine, the good, kind of the good thing is one of the, our teammates didn't feel like feel very well so he didn't ride 
and he had a four-wheel drive truck was able to come get us and um, then it crashed and we all died or not um, so I'm trying to think the best six hours it is the hardest one because you don't really want to talk about you know winning races you know that kind of stuff um, it's just rethink this when I ask people because it's kind of hard what the best six hours is um, boy let's move on to something else and I'll think about that um, I should probably say what I meant for all that but that wasn't six hours and she stood me up for dinner that night so maybe that wasn't the best um, and I don't know pro <laughs> in the day so that would be the mid-80s. There was a, they, I don't even remember what they called it, but it was, a, what, what you did is you went out and did 200 plus mile rides and you left self-addressed cards at different places and the people would fill them out and send them to you. And then it was actually a national ranking. So kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, I just remember some of those some of those two hundred mile days were just you know just something about it. I don't know if it was simpler. It probably was because it really didn't even have music. I couldn't even think about riding without music now. But um, yeah, just I want to say yeah, one of those days. I don't know which one. Um, yeah, okay, let's we'll do that. Which brings me back, okay, so, ADD time. Um, Paulette and I did the first five Leadville 100s, the mountain bike races, and the first year we did it was 67 riders. I think they're up to around 1,300 now, so. Um, that was, that was the good days. You got out of town and didn't see anybody all day long so that was kind of nice um, role models somebody asked me to ask people about who who they uh, you know really looked looked up to when they were riding and for me it's probably um, Eddie Eddie Merckx just kind of seemed um, eh. Back in the day, he was the man, and still is. I remember always wanting that 7-Eleven team Mercs. Um, never did get one of, one of them. Did have the orange one, so that was pretty cool. Um, let's see. Favorite piece of gear, and I'm going to go... Hmm. I thought I knew. I was going to say my AS2, which I wear, you know, let's say, six days a week because whenever I take the chili dog out, it's on because I have a, a uh, bungee built into it to clip her on so I don't have to carry. But um, uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't, you know, there's been a lot of things. Um, Oakley, I wear some Oakley. The chromatic glasses now I really like because you wear one pair 
all day and all night. Maybe even back in the days, like the first Zero helmets were pretty nice. You know, they didn't they didn't weigh ten pounds on your head. So um, yeah, there, there you go. Once I'm doing interviewing myself, I don't really have to uh, push myself too hard to get a real answer. Um, so upcoming events, how about? that. What's coming up on my calendar? Um, going to the North American Adventure Race Championships in about a month or so up in North Dakota. Figure they're a three or four hour drive away. I better go. It should be a pretty cool race. Um, and then looking to go to, to Ecuador. Or world championships. I don't know if that'll happen or not. It's uh, trying to get answers out of the Ecuadorians and stuff. Of course, I haven't been pushing it too hard. It's just been this summer's been pretty nuts. Um, you know, untamed in June, Cowboy Tough, um, the Tahoe right now. Let's see. You know, a lot of work. A lot of work that shouldn't been doing and need to get done some more. I've been working hard, and uh, yeah, so it's kind of been focusing on one thing at a time. So, oh, gotta take a break because I gotta upload another um, video. So, hang on, and we're back. Um, so yeah, so I think uh, get home from from the from this. I'm shooting some. Supermoto in Sturgis next weekend, but then it's time to start concentrating on worlds. Um, I got a couple other things that might work. I did some, shot some truck racing this summer. Maybe, probably not a lot of adventure racers watched it, but um, it was really cool. I really enjoyed it, and um, I uh, worked with a guy, Jarrett Johnson, good truck racer. Quite honestly, I think maybe we're going to do some more next year. It'd be really nice. So, get into something a little different like that. Um, you know, it, it probably never be able to uh, make a living doing shooting stuff, but um, it'd be nice to be able to uh, not lose money doing things. Um, sometimes I don't mind it because it's kind of a um, a free vacation, you know. And you want to go, go to a race and see, see all the, all your friends anyway. So, but it works out that way. But um, so, so I am, you know. Hey, you got a team out there? You want somebody to come do some cool stuff with you? Let me know. I say that all the time. I don't really expect it to ever happen that much, but I have things. Have, where do things have come? I mean, I send, I always say you send 100 emails out and you get 10 responses and maybe out of those 10 you get one one thing, so, but at least you don't have to pay for stamps. So, that, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I kind of feel, and I've talked to enough, some other people that maybe we're on a, 
AR is on an upswing, so you know, that could help. Um, I'm also a good course vetter now. I spent some time, um, you know, we had the World Championships in the Black Hills two or three weeks ago, and um, a couple of Australian vetters, uh, Merv and Vic were over, and I got to I wish I could have spent more time with them, but um, real life got involved in it. But I went out with a day with them, and it was uh, quite a learning experience. So I'll see how they did it, and uh, you know what they look for, and, and uh, interesting things like that. So, and setting up, we're having another race in October that I'm putting together, and using a lot of those uh, techniques and and kind of the way they set things up. So. We'll see what people think about it. But uh, so I'm also available for course vetting. Uh, what else? Uh, what is something? What's something that nobody knows about me? Um, how about? Man, let's see. Should it be something serious? or something fun and I'm going to vote for fun because I'm the one that has to put up with it um, well let's see probably people know that, that even though that I'm not a I probably can't call myself a bike racer anymore um, I still shave my legs because it feels better and I look better so Probably most people don't know that. Let's see, what else? Uh, well, I guess we kind of talked about how I got into the sport with, you know, through cycling and all that. With going to go be a Tour de France, go Tour de France, not be a Tour de France rider. So, and um, water. So don't particularly care for water anymore. Although I have discovered that if I'm filming something, there's a lot of things that I don't particularly care for I'll just do. So, um, and that's partially because you get some cool stuff when I was on team this year. Um, uh, Alex Soshi was there and jumped into the middle of the lake to get some cool shots of the uh, the, the, uh, the um, peak performance. I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. So I stole that. Thanks, Alex. Um, at Cowboy Tough, I uh, swam out when at the start of the canoe and asked him to to uh, try to run me over. And it did make for some cool little videos. So um, and and I don't know why I don't like water because I grew up in the lake. My grandma had a cabin, and I was. You know, I was in the lake when I was six months old. Um, when I was doing triathlons, I didn't mind the water. I wasn't a good swimmer, but I didn't mind it. And then a few years ago, I did a Xterra Iron or whatever at Iron Lake, and was out. Oh, remind me where this story is. Got to do another video. We'll be right. Got to get. We'll be right, uh, right back again. Oh yeah, 
So I'm doing this Xterra in this little cold lake with gobs and gobs of seaweed. It's not seaweed if it's in the lake, is it? Anyway, I'm about 50 yards out and was thinking if I don't turn around and go back, I'm going to die. And then I thought, man, how embarrassing to turn around and go back. And then I thought, yeah, how embarrassing to die. So um, somewhere, and I hadn't swum, swam in open water in quite a while, so who knows what, what the deal is. But uh, So I don't care for it. Um, I'll go kayaking once or, once or maybe twice a year. Uh, some, you know. And it is fun, and I don't, I kind, I do kind of enjoy it, but it's just never really all that relaxing. So um, there it is. I don't like water that much. Um, let's see. What? Uh, hmm. Maybe we should just make this a short episode. Um, I really, I really like the podcast. I really like talking to people. Uh, maybe not to myself. Or talking to myself or with myself. But um, I really enjoyed it when we were 32 or 33 podcasts in. Um, and just, just the people that I have known and gotten to know better. And some people that I know pretty well. And it was kind of fun. And um, some of the early people that put up with me, Paulette, Philippe, uh, I got to throw Grant in there, Barb Campbell, um, helping to sort of get my um, act together. I was going to say get my shit together, but I don't know if it's the shit on the podcast, but we'll see. Um, I want to like keep it going. Um, you know, it's cost a little bit of money, but actually some people have um, kicked in a few donations and uh, I think probably it's probably I haven't made any money but I think it's paid for the bandwidth for for this year anyway so we'll we'll keep doing that um, yeah hey I definitely sell out if you want to be the sponsor of the podcast um, go for it I w- would kind of um, maybe even thinking about expanding a little bit I don't know not I've got a couple ideas about different podcasts, but we'll we'll see if that pans out or not. It's since we're on the, it's kind of it's a fair amount of work. Um, probably I mean uh, two or three hours a week, maybe. You know, there's you know, always the interview that I have to do, and that's the fun part. But you know, we spend a lot of time going back and forth with people and trying to find times and I'm uh, getting real good at uh, knowing what time it is everywhere in the world so I can work that out but um, so yeah and then putting them together editing editing isn't too much um, as you can probably tell we've just run it raw um, if you, those that have been on the podcast we do them through Skype so I record the Skype audio on a track yeah, myself on another track and adjust the levels on those usually, not always. Sorry about your ears. Uh, come up with the uh, 
do my little intro and some music. So, you know, so that takes another hour or so. But, uh, kind of enjoy it. I, I like sitting and doing that stuff. It's like editing on video. It's, it, it's rewrite it. Well, it's not rewriting for me because I never write anything, but it's kind of writing the story in the editing, so it gives gives me some creative control. It's, I can't can't write, can't write, can't, and I can't write. Does that makes sense. Can't spell. Can't. Not spelling makes you a slow writer, and then that, I lose track of where I'm at. Um, uh, let's see. Anything else? I don't think so. Like you know, a bunch of people, I'd like to thank, and I'm just, you know, I won't uh, go over all of them. I know one more thing we should talk about is um, I've done. Okay, those of you who know I am, it's like White Guy Central, but I've done a couple of projects with some Native American hip hop artists. Which okay. Yeah, that's exactly where I should belong. But um, my film uh, about Frank Juan, I think, is pretty good. I think people should see it, especially kids. And I'll put a, a link to that on the on the uh, show notes too. So if you want to look at that, it's got some really cool music, it's really cool artwork, and. Uh, yeah, thank Paulette because she puts up with it, uh, with me sitting in there doing this stuff and hearing strange voices from the other room. Um, and my folks, you know, they made me who I am, more ways than one. So thanks to them. And there's just been a lot of people over the years um, that have really helped. So it's appreciated. And, uh, you know, I want to thank Paulette for making me a hugger. <laughs> I just thought about that because I ran into to, uh, a gal I know on the trail today, and she's like, hi, and wanted to shake my hand. I said, I don't shake hands, I hug. So we were both sweaty, so it was okay. And I think that's enough, right? It's just, it's just me. We don't need me anymore, so... Thank you for listening. I hope you keep listening and go fast and take chances. And let's see what we have for some music. So, and then I got to turn the thing off and slide that. Right. And uh, good night from South Lake Tahoe, California. Has a special feeling for it. It's when we get started in a way, you know. Back to God. So he helped us out, you know. And that was three years ago tomorrow. First time we ever got booed, first time we got a Grammy.
Let's remember and get out of this place alive. 